Hey, 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 legends, Fraser Brooks here coming to you live from Dubai. I hope you are all doing absolutely incredible today. And today I have an episode 178, but today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, my network marketing, you know, my network marketing success and career uh, has been an interesting one. And today I want to talk to you about how to get wealthy with network marketing. Now, little bit of a disclaimer uh, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not a wealth generating professional. So I'm just going to be sharing with you my steps, my formula, uh, and what I've done to be able to get to where I am. And hopefully I inspire some of you guys to be able to go out there and do the same thing and have the success and create the wealth that you and your family deserve that you can create. So if you're tuning in on the YouTube live version, do me a favor, smash the thumbs up. Give me a, give me a, a comment so, you, so I know that you're out there. I see you there, Veronica. Super, super cool. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button. If you're tuning in and you're listening in on the podcast, then please make sure you've smashed that subscribe button. Go ahead and take a screenshot of what's on your device right now. Same to you guys on YouTube. Take a screenshot of what's on your device right now and then post it onto your Instagram stories. Tag me at Fraser Brooks Online so that I can give you uh, some encouragement uh, and some appreciation and gratitude. And hopefully that maybe we can have a little bit of back and forth, a few messages back and forth. So... Today's a very special day for me, uh, and it's one of the reasons why I'm doing this topic, because today, five years ago, I made the decision with Svetlana that I would go generic in the network marketing space. Now, I made the decision the end of 2016, on the 8th of November 2016, but I didn't really act on it until the 17th of January. I'd made a decision on the 8th of November 2016 that I'm going to give 2017, I'm just going to dedicate it to giving value and serving the network marketing profession with no intention of making any money at that point. I'm just going to see if it's something that I want to do, see if it's something that people appreciate, see if I'm going to get the gratitude back to be able to give, uh, to keep giving and giving and giving. Uh, but I didn't start. Uh, 17th of January was basically, you know, a, f- a few a few days, uh, sorry, a couple of weeks into the new year. And I was like, right, let's do it. I procrastinated for a little bit. You guys, let me know if you've done the same thing. You've procrastinated maybe already at the start of this year. You procrastinated on something um, because that was me. So let me just tell you what happened. So I was making great money. Uh, for those of you who know my story, I was doing really well. I, I was, had residual income coming in. Uh, I really, really, I was really enjoying it. Um, but you know, something inside of me, beginning of 2016, was when the peak of my business. Like I was making more money than ever. I was having more impact than ever. The team were absolutely flying and rocking and rolling. But there was something missing. Uh, I was not in alignment. I felt I actually was physically sick. I remember going to the doctors to say everything in my life's good. I I don't have any stress. I don't have like kids to worry about. I, I, you know I have uh, the woman in my dreams who one day is going to be my wife. I I don't really have any stress, but I feel sick. Uh, and he, you know he shared some different stuff, and it wasn't super helpful. But uh, he, he just said, listen, there's, there's nothing really that I can diagnose you with. Like, just see how it goes and report back. And I realized at that moment that it was I was just I was just not in alignment. And I'm very, very passionate about that. If, if I'm making money and I'm not in alignment, I would rather walk away because I would rather a passion rise than a pay rise. Like, and a lot of people aren't like that, right? And I, I admit that, you know, and I realize that I'm, I'm maybe a little bit different in some ways, probably because of the amount of time I've been around personal development and that I've actually executed on personal development. But I've, I've literally always want to have a passion rise more than I want a pay rise, right? So here's what happened. 
I understand very, very simple, a simple rule that hungry dogs run faster. Meaning that the more, the less you have, the more you want to run. The le less success you have, the more you want to run. The less money you have in the bank account, the more you want to run. Meaning that if you don't have much, you want to work hard to get a lot. If you have nothing in your bank account, you're like, let's go, I've got to work, I've got to work, I've got to work, I've got to get the money coming through, otherwise I can't afford to pay the rent, or I can't afford to make put money on the table, or I can't take my wife out for a pizza, or my wife can't just go to the salon when and, when and if she wants, right? So this is what was going through my mind. I had the success, I had the, sorry, I've got itchy eyes for those of you tuning in, you're thinking, it scratches his eyes a lot here. I don't know, something just went into my eye there, right? Um, so... Like, imagine yourself, you've got this pot of money, you're doing really well, and then you decide, screw it, and you go to zero. Now, most people would just keep, you know, oh, well, you know what, I'll figure it out, I'll, I'll go and rent, I'll go and rent, because I was living at mum and dad's house, right, but I was with Svetlana, we were in this interesting period of our life, where Svetlana had moved to Germany, I was in Germany, but I was traveling around the world a lot to Russia, and Kazakhstan, America, different parts of Europe, traveling all over the world to build the business, so I kind of always kind of went from, let's say, Kazakhstan to UK, stayed in UK for three days, went to Germany, stayed Stayed there for two weeks, went back to the UK for three days, then went to my next trip, and I was kind of in and out uh, where Svetlana was staying in Germany. And then we made a decision that I'm gonna, we're going to move in together in Germany. Now, we could have quite easily got a two, three-bedroom apartment or a house, and everything would have been good, we would have been super comfortable, and but we didn't do that. And I'm not going to share the video. I'm not going to share the photos or the images or the videos yet. I'm going to wait for that for an event, the next event, but. For, I think, two years, maybe? For two years, we rented a studio apartment in the basement of someone else's home for 300 euros a month, where we had to share one bathroom with four or five other apartments down there. We had to literally open the door, put our head down this, to the hallway to see if anyone was there before we ran to the bathroom because the bathroom literally had a shower cubicle and a toilet and if you open the door you would open the door out onto the cold floor of the cold the cold hallway where everyone else could be waiting as well to see if it's empty it was really really weird and it was really really strange but that's what we did and we did that for literally two years but here was the thing I could have, I could have, I could have got cars. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a car for nine years. We were carless and we were homeless in terms of we didn't own a home or anything for for two years. Right? No car for nine years. Uh, car uh, homeless. Okay, not an amazing home for two years. Now, for those of you who know the story before that, one of the reasons why I was going back to live at home. Number one, my dad and my mom were super successful. They were my mentors. So, what would you think I would do? If Eric Worre was your dad, think about it this way, because not everyone knows my dad. If, if Eric Worre was your dad, and he said that you can live at home for the rest of your life, would you? If you, if you, were, in the, if you were a network marketer, of course you would. You would want to soak up. You would want to basically be a mini version of him. So I stayed at home all that time. I stayed at home for until I was 28 years old. 28 years old, right? So a lot of people are like, huh? Like, surely you didn't have that much success. My mum and dad were living in a three, four, three or four million dollar mansion, right? So, and, and again, it wasn't mine. I don't ever pretend that it was mine. I never acted as mine. It was my mum and dad's house. I wanted that success so much 
that I stayed around it my like as long as I could. So instead of instead of flying from Russia and Kazakhstan to Germany and being with Svetlana, I decided to go from Russia and Kazakhstan to the UK. You know, have two or three days of luxury living in this million dollar mansion and then going back to Germany to live in one of the student accommodations that Svetlana was living in at the time. So it was kind of it was kind of an interesting period. Uh, it, it, it was it, yeah it was it was strange, but I knew. I knew, I knew, I knew that hungry dogs run faster. So this is this is what I would recommend that you that you do. And again, sorry, I can't recommend that you do. This is what I do. It's not financial advice and all that fun stuff. But yeah, here's how I think in network marketing you can become wealthy, right? So the first thing you need to be doing is, and this is this is this is not one of the steps, but you know what? It is going to be the steps. There's going to be six steps today. Number one is you need to go and find a compound calculator. Now, if you're on Google, you can just go and type in compound calculator. And usually on these compound calculators, it will ask you for uh, like initial investment, um, monthly contributions, uh, monthly, sorry, annual return, and then like the term, the period of time at which you want to invest. So here's what you should do. Where it comes, when it comes to, when it comes to the period of time, you want to think about, okay, right, how old am I right now? Well, right now, for this example, I'm going to say, I'm 33, but I'm going to say 30, right, just for this example. And let's say the period of time you're going to cash out everything when you're 70 years old, right? Now, here's one thing you really, really need to understand. You could do 30 till 60, you could do 30 to 45, you could do 30 to 70, you could do 70 to 75. I believe that the average age of where we live is going to be significantly higher. I think the average age of a network marketer could be significantly higher as well if they work super hard for four, five, six years, they could retire super early. They're obviously, a lot of them around the health and wellness space, they travel a lot, they have lots of friends and lots of laughter and lots of good time, they're personally developed. So... Life can be good, and obviously advances in, advances advances in technology and understanding and appreciation. I think we might potentially live a lot longer, but I think seventy is a good day. Second thing you need to know, and this is all still point number one, which is all about use compound calculator. But if you're making notes, point number one is use a compound calculator when when making buying decisions. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know this in a minute. Use a compound calculator when making buying decisions. So this is it. Number one, use a compound calculator. So let's say 30 till 70. Now, here's another thing to a note. Wealthy people don't sell. Rich people sell. Now, here's the thing. Rich means that you're rich. Wealthy means that you, your future family and family and family and family will never have to worry about money again. Rich people sell things. What do I mean by that? You buy something for $100, you sell it for $1,000. You buy a stock and share for $1,000, you sell it for $10,000. Make a great profit. Rich people always talk about their profits. Wealthy people keep things. They just keep it and keep it and keep it and keep it and let the compound come into effect, right? So I'm going to put 30 in there. So it's 30, 30 till 70, 40 year term. Now, the average return, what are we going to put in there? Well, if you look at the S&P 500, which is the top 500 companies based in the US, um, you'll find that the average return over the last 50 to 80 years is in between 9 and 10%. So let's just go on the low side. Let's go 8%. 
average return. Now, if you do think it's going to be every year for the next three, four, five years, it could be more, it could be considerably less. But over a long period of time, let's say this 40 years from age 30 to 70, you're going to put 8% in there. Now, this is where this key this is where the key comes in. Let's say you want a pair of Nike trainers. And you already have a pair of Adidas trainers, and they're totally fine, but you really want the Nikes, and they're $150. Your initial investment is going to be $150. Your monthly contributions is going to be zero. Then press enter, submit. The compound calculator, what it will do, it will then take that $150, and it will multiply it by 8% every year, and keep doing that for 40 years. And it should come out at like $25,000 there or thereabouts. I don't know the exact numbers because I haven't got my calculator in front of me, but it'll come out about $25,000. So technically, the mindset you need to have is these Nike trainers aren't $150. When I come to retirement age, they will have cost me $25,000. And the funny thing is, you probably still won't be wearing them when you've retired because they'll be out of fashion or they'll be worn or you won't like them or you would have thrown them away, or the dog would have chewed on them. So that's mindset number one. Now, majority of people listening to this have already switched off. They're already like, yeah, but that's a load of rubbish. If you want to be wealthy, you've got to make sacrifices. Now, you might need the trainers, fair enough, right? But this is what I've done. This is what I did with the car. With the car, when I was starting out, I was thinking, hang on a minute. These car payments of £500 that I'm making right now, this car, in, the, in 40 years' time from now, are gonna, it's going to be costing me millions and millions of dollars. So get the compound calculator and save it on your phone as a bookmark. Make it like an app on your home screen. Put it in your, you your, your favourites, whatever you need to do. So when you're making buying decisions, when you're out at Gucci, at Louis Vuitton, at Prada, at Rolex, at Ferrari, at all these incredible places, just... Understand how much these things are actually going to be costing you because it's true. It's true. If you're going to, if you're if someone's going to make it, someone's been spending it, right? It's understanding. Number two, point number two, is save three to five thousand dollars. Like first and foremost, like that's a, that's the key, right? My first goal financially. You've got debt. Who cares? Credit cards. Who cares? Mortgage. Who cares? Car payments. Who cares? Does student loan. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Three to five thousand dollars. I'm using dollars because it's international currency, right, guys? So if that means it's two to three thousand pounds, that's what it is. If that means it's thirty thousand to fifty thousand Swedish krona, then that's what it is, right? So two, let's say two to five, three to five thousand dollars, and that's going to be your emergency fund, right? This is going to be a fund that allows you to sleep better at night. Why? Stress. It stress is like happiness can be decreased due to stress, right? So if you're stressed, let me know in the chat uh, if you if you're able to. When you're stressed, are you unhappy or happy? Right, negative stress. Like if you're waking up in the middle of the night thinking, "How am I going to pay off my mortgage?" Are you stressed or are you not stressed? Like I don't know about you, but I'm stressed. I'm, by the way, I'm secure. I'm security led, right? So I'm I'm based on security. I want to be secure, which is weird because entrepreneurs aren't usually like that. But I am mm. ah, drinking water. So you're stressed. So the best re- reduction, one of the greatest ways to reduce stress when it comes to finances, is having a fund, a pot, a pool, an account 
that if something happens, a tire explodes when you're on the motorway, or one of your kids like completely ruined their uh, their school uniform and it's going to cost a hundred pounds to fix it, or something like that happens, you like it's okay. This is what that fund is for. The emergency fund's not for a holiday. The emergency fund is not for you to go on a five-star getaway. It's not for you to go to the luxury restaurant. It's just so if something happens, that's what that's for. Now, that might take you a year. It might take you two years. It might take you three years. But you're thinking, hang on, I'm just about getting by. Isn't it funny that when your tax bill comes through, you find a way to pay for it? When your monthly mortgage comes through, you find a way to pay for it. You find a way to pay for so many different things, but we don't find a way to save for so many different things. So, number one is get used to using the compound calculator when making buying decisions. Most people have already switched off to that because they're just not used to it. Number two, number two is save in between three and five thousand US dollars uh, for a rainy day. Right, my granddad. One of the best tips my granddad ever gave me. Um, he was not the most. He was not the most wealthiest guy, but he was one of the most successful people I ever met. And the reason for that, he was always happy. And unfortunately, the last 10 years of his life, he had Alzheimer's. So I wasn't able to get as many nuggets as I wish I could have get. It's making me emotional thinking about him. He's just such a legend. Um, and he used to always say to me, because fortunately, he met, like I knew him maybe like the last first two years of my entrepreneurship, and I started to do pretty well. He used to always say to me, he said, make sure you're saving for a rainy day. And if I ever Googled that or found, asked that to like a wealth expert, do, should I save for a rainy day? Almost, almost none of them would say, yeah, like you should definitely save for a rainy day. But what he said to me, he said, when you save for a rainy day, you'll be able to sleep at night knowing you'll be all right. And I was like, that's what hit me the most. It wasn't that, oh, save, you know, savings bad because of inflation and the bank are going to give you half a percent and inflation's 5%. You're going to be losing every day. It wasn't that. It was just the fact that I knew, because I'm security-led and the majority of my family are, was that something happens, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be able to sleep at night. Compound calculators, number one. Uh, save two, two to 5,000 US dollars to have that unexpected fund. You're not manifesting the unexpected, but guys, it happens, doesn't it? You can let me know in the chat what's happened to you recently that, unex that was unexpected. Right? Just unexpected, you were like, oh, I wasn't, kind of wasn't planning for that payment. Right? So that's number two. Number three, start paying off the debts. Now, this is where the majority of people, in my opinion, get things a little bit wrong, right? A little bit wrong. So I had debts. I had a student loan, which was my biggest debt, um, which was, I think, like 10000 It was about $10,000. I had a credit card debt, which was like £5,000. So it's like, let's say $7,000. Um, and I then had loads of little things that I just owed people over the years, like a hundred pound here to a mate, three hundred pound there, five hundred pound there. Maybe a mate had booked a holiday and I'd owed him a few hundred quid. So I made a list of all the debts, and I highly recommend you do the same thing, right? Veronica says she had car problems; that was an unexpected debt. It usually is, isn't it? It usually is. Um, so. I made a list of all these things. On my list, I was like five or six. For a lot of you guys, Bev says car broke down, had to fix it. Exactly, it usually happens. Now we don't put that on the car. They, they, we don't put that on the, the compound calculator, do we? Uh, but that's I know it's crazy how it adds up, how, how expensive cars can be. But a lot of people they need them. They need them to get to work. They need them to do different certain things, and it reduces stress in different ways because you're in control of you know leaving when you want to leave and not waiting for a train or standing in the rain. I get that. So I, I made a list of all these different things, and if you 
want, you guys can let me know how many things are on your list. You don't need to let me know, like, you don't need to let me know, obviously, um, the amount, but like credit card one, credit card two, loan, overdraft, mortgage, car payments, credit card one, sorry, I've already said credit card, oh, a friend, oh, family, oh, family, oh, family, whatever, right? So, um, you need to, now here's what I believe most people get wrong. This is where I, it's just my belief, and this is why I do this, and you know, you can take whatever you want. But most people then order them based on the interest level that they need to pay back. So let's say the credit card, the credit card debt is at 10% interest or 20% interest. It's probably a lot of them are a lot higher, aren't they? 20% interest. Payday loans, 37% interest, whatever. And you think, I'm going to pay that off first. In my opinion, or like what I do, is I would pay off the smallest ones first. So if I owe someone 50 quid, that's my that's what I'm doing. I'm paying I'm paying someone off. I'm paying that 50 quid off. If I owe someone 120 quid, that's it. If I have a credit card for then 300 quid, that's the next and the next and the next. Why? I'm creating small wins that added up to each other is going to create momentum. Now, I'm going to feel good. I'm like, oh my God, we don't have seven debts anymore. We have six. We don't have six anymore. We have five. We don't have five anymore. We've got four. We've got three. We've got two. Now, the only debt we have is our mortgage. Like, oh my God. And what you've done is you've created a habit of, I'm actually good. I'm actually okay with money. Instead of, oh, I don't like money. Money's disgusting. I'm so bad with money. Every time I earn it, I spend it. I've already spent it before I've earned it, right? I get this. So don't worry about, in my opinion, don't worry about, oh my God, my my mortgage is my biggest debt. I've got to pay that off first. No. Like, why not pay the little things off first? Oh yeah, but Fraser, you know, you, you, this is this is potentially bad advice because, again, it's not really advice. It's just what what I do, right? What I did, especially. Um, so again, it's all about creating momentum and knowing that I've only got three debts. When you wake up in the middle of the night, I've got twelve debts. I've got fifteen debts. Oh, it's a lot easier when it's I've got ten debts. I've got eight debts. I've got four debts. I've got three debts. Right? Why? Add 12 things onto a list versus a list of two things, which gets you more overwhelmed. The list of 12 or the list of two? With anything. With anything. Go to the gym, got to do 12 workouts or two. Got to do 12 exercises or one. Like, come on. Um, right, so fourth thing. We've got number one is a compound calculator. Number two is send, save an emergency fund or emergency account or pot, whatever you want to call it. Number three, pay off the smallest debts that you have first. Be very aware of them all. And then I, I, I believe, this is what I did, pay off the smallest ones. Now, at this stage in, in the story that I was t- sharing with you, um, I, I, I was, again, I was living in this student accommodation. I'd had an emergency fund. I, I, I'd reduced all of my debts bar about one. I think it was a credit card debt. Um, and I was paying that one off. Uh, and then everything else that I had was kind of invested in the stock market. I could have quite easily sold everything that I had in the stock market to pay off the debt, but I didn't because I was like, hungry dogs run faster. I need to stay in this student accommodation. There's no TV. There was a sofa that was just disgusting to sit on. The office looked like my camera behind me was the bed. It was even a little bit moldy. Probably shouldn't have lived there. It was super, super dark. I hit my head all the time on the light that used to come down. It was so annoying. 
But that's what made me give more value than ever before, serve other people ever, ever before, pay attention to Veronica Martinez, to Bev Fearon, to Cheryl Oglist. Hey, how you doing? How, how you doing, Cheryl? Uh, to Ethel McGeechee, to uh, Shadalak Williams. <laughs> Shadalak, how you doing, Chad? Good to see you here, buddy. Uh, right, to pay attention to all, to, to all these people, and it's, it's what accelerated my growth because hungry dogs run faster. Point number four is then... You're going to keep continuing to save and and have your good habits to then grow an account where you can live off that account for three to six months. So if every piece of income was to get wiped out, your network marketing business, your your full-time job, your part-time job, your side hustle, anything, or everything got wiped out, you could live for three to six months. So this is what you need to do. You need to be writing a list of things, like all your overheads. So how much do we spend on food? I have no idea. Okay, go and like every single month, take all your food bills and say, how much did I spend on food this month? Do it for three months and you've got an average, right? So food bill. Um, Then we've got mortgage payments, car payments, credit card payments, utilities, gas, electric, water, boom, 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 my Wi-Fi, my Sky, my Netflix accounts. Basically, everything that you get charged on every single month or every single quarter. That's why it's important for you to do this for three months. So you know, so you know, my month to month living is $2,300, $2,500. So let's just say $2,500. So we now need to go and create a pot of $7,500 to $15,000. Now, a lot of you guys are probably just going, what? How? I got. I, I, if I can, if I can save a hundred dollars a month, I'd be happy. Okay, that's where you're at right now. But hungry dogs run faster. If you know, imagine what life's going to be like when I have an emergency pot. So if anything happens unexpected, I'm okay. If I have manageable debt, meaning that I'm, I'm paying it off. And I'm going through them. I'm sliding through. Tick, 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 tick. And I've got this fund where if the worst thing happened, I'd be all right for three to six months, which would give me enough time to be able to get up to that income, whether it's find another job, uh, you know, launch a network marketing business, start a side hustle, whatever. How would your stress levels be? How would they be? My guess is your stress levels will be pretty pretty good because you're going to be very close to then a level of short-term financial freedom. You're financially free for three to six months, aren't you? Because technically you don't have to earn any money and you still live for three to six months how you're living. So mm, this is where I was. I had enough in my in my investment accounts, but I, didn't, I, never, I never counted that because would I sell my stocks and my shares to then be able to live. No, because the market might have come down and I might have lost I might have lost money. What did I say at the beginning? Rich people sell things, wealthy people keep things. Okay? So, very important to know this. Um, right, again. So, hungry dogs run faster. So now you're thinking I have $300, $400, in my my 3 to 6 month pot, right? My 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 living pot, my 6 month living pot. How can I add to that? Okay, well, I've got my full-time job, which just about gets us covered on the $2,500 a month after taxes, whatever, whatever, whatever. So what I'm going to do is I am going to work my network marketing business, and every single dollar that I spend, 
Every single dollar what I spend, I'm going to do three things. I'm going to reinvest in my learning. So I'm going to buy the books, buy the courses, get a mentor, attend the webinars, attend the events, whatever. I'm going to celebrate with my family, right? Which could be buy a pizza, go on a movie night. Let them know that this side thing that you're spending time on is going to be worthwhile because if you don't do it, you're not going to get a pizza. You're not going to go to the cinema nights. You're not going to go on the little trips away. And then third of all, the rest of it, what you what you actually spend first, right, is building up this this pot. Because another level of stress will come in when you work, 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 and you don't feel like you're, you know, you're getting the rewards, right? You're risking your time, your energy, your money, but you're not seeing the rewards. So that's why we have to invest in ourselves to get better, invest in our family and ourselves to make this, this felt really good. I want to do this every night. I want to do this every day. I want to do this every week. And then obviously we need to grow that, that pot. So that's the fourth part. The fifth part, in my opinion, the fifth one is the hardest of them all. And again, majority of people will probably switch off. They'll probably turn off. They'll probably think, nah, yeah, I'm not doing that. And it's to make better choices. And the reason why I tell you this is, as I mentioned in the compound calculator, the choices that you make, are, the choices that you make with the things that you're buying, is what's going to accelerate the wealth process. And the, and a lot of people, not everyone, but the wealthier you are, the, the less stress you can have financially, right? Over different levels of stress and different areas of stress. But if you have the money, you're not going to have the worries of oh. Like, oh no, what am I going to do? How are we going to put food on the table? How, what am I going to tell the kids? I, I get it. I get, I, I can't, I'm not going to share that story today. I'll share that at another time when, because it doesn't just involve me, it involves other people. But yeah. So if you have two cars, why not sell them both? What would you do? Oh, I can't do that. Okay. Do you need the BMW? Do you need the, do you need the, the new Honda? Do you need the brand new car? Why couldn't you sell it and buy a second-hand one for $5,000? Now, Fraser, it's all right for you to say that, guys, I was carless for nine years. I had no car for nine years. I sacrificed that. But, but Fraser, like, my team aren't going to think I'm successful. Uh, my team didn't think that. No car for nine years. No car. Zero, none. Turning up to meetings. I was always in the passenger in someone else's car. Hey, uh, Bob, downline. Hey, Bob, could you take? Could, are you going to the? Are you driving to the event? Yeah. Hey, can I uh, get a lift with you? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I've got to be amazing. How crazy is it? But we all think like, no, no. But the success to other people, like the things that we have, is definitely what success is. No, it's not. No, it's not. What's going to happen in five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years from now when you're on holiday your entire life? People are going to go, whoa, you never even used to have a car. Or the car you used to have was rubbish and now you live in it. Yeah, because you had good, good habits, right? You have good habits. So, making tougher choices. Maybe there's a way that you can, maybe there's a way that you can, you can re renegotiate your mortgage, Maybe you and your husband, you and your wife, you and your partner might say, you know what, we've got a 30-year mortgage here, 25-year mortgage here. What about we renegotiate it and maybe it's going to be a 10, 15-year mortgage. <gasps> the pay repayment's going to be absolutely crazy, but that's going into something that you own. Right? Right. So 
again, different choices. Oh, we always we always do we always do pizza night every every you know every every month. Well, let's stop doing that. But when we do certain milestones in the network marketing business, then that's what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate that. It doesn't have to be it twice a week. It doesn't have to be every week. It could be every two weeks, three weeks. But when you go into the compound calculator and you put $50 in for 20, 30, 40 years, it adds up. Those pizza nights are expensive. But then people are like, oh, you've got to live. <laughs> I know. I know you've got to live, but you've got to make tough choices. This is the, this is the step that... I skipped for so long until one day I was like, screw it, I'm selling, I'm selling, I'm canceling, I'm canceling these silly subscriptions that I've got. I'm saying no to my friends three out of four times. I'm selling the car. And yeah, it became boring. But if you look to my life now, is it boring? Nope. Am I doing things that my friends wish they were doing? Yep. Am I able to provide jobs to my family? Yep. Am I able to make sure that my generation, 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 generations to come won't have to potentially worry? Yep, financially. It's a decision. And this was this has only been the last four, five, six years. I made a lot of money, but guess what you do in network marketing? You spend a lot. Because you haven't got the right, you haven't got the right habits. You're like, well, I've got my car, it's a new one, I've got a new Honda but I've just hit diamond in my company and all the diamonds in the company have like brand new Porsche, Porsche convertibles. I'm an upgrade. I deserve it. I've worked hard. Get rid of the Honda. It was $400 a month, $500 a month. And now I've got the Porsche for $2,000 a month. Go put $2,000 a month into the compound calculator. You'll be sick. I promise you that. You'll be sick. Uh, and then the last step, number six, is to invest a percentage of your income into the stock market. And again, this is what I do, right? Every month, stock market uh, income, a percentage, the percentage depends, but I would, I would do like minimum like 10%. And again, right now you're thinking, I can't do it, but I've already told you the steps. Compound calculator, get to understand how much things actually cost. Two to three, th three to $5,000, kind of a unexpected fund. Pay off the and pay off the smallest debts. Grow that life that lifestyle fund that three to six month of your your living expenses so that you're you, you can you know you, you kind of you can sleep at night a little bit more. Uh, then make better choices, and then obviously invest. Like, you might not be at that level yet, but by just investing five, ten, twenty, fifty, a hundred dollars a month, and again you're not going to be a pro. You, you, there's loads of books you can read. Um, Tony Robbins has got a really good... If you're based in the US, Tony Robbins has got a really good one. Uh, Money Mastering the Game. I think it's Money Mastering the Game is what it's called. Money Mastering the Game. One of my favorite financial books of all time is The Richest Man in Babylon. Absolutely love that book. You can read some of these. But I just basically go and invest in the S&P 500. Uh, in the UK, some, some of the money I invest in the, the FTSE 100, which is the top 100 in, um, the top 100 in the UK, companies in the UK. But again, I'm not, I, I'm not good at this, this game. I'm good at consistency, but I'm not good at finding the best stocks. And I'm not trying to be. I just go, well, that one is the top 100. That one is the top 500. Do I think they're going to be big in, in the years to come? Yes. Alternatively, you could go at all the companies that you use every single day. I use Netflix every single day, Facebook every single day, Google every single day, Amazon every single day, Apple every single day. If you think they're going to be long-term, great, go for them, right? But what this is doing, this whole process, is it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily 
the it's not necessarily doing these things that that's going to make you wealthy, but it's it's creating the habits that's going to make you wealthy. It's going to make the create the habits, right? Now, when you start to, when you get to the level where you're investing a lot of money, your income is probably a lot as well. So if you're investing 40%, you've got, you know, you pay, you know, you're paying the taxes and all that 40, 50, 60%, whatever it is where you're living, and then you've got percentage left over. Remember what we said before? Where we said like you invest in yourself, so now you're going to masterminds with top top level people. You're growing as a result. You're rewarding your your kids, your friends, your family. You're going on a cruise to Disney, right? You're going to go on those Disneyland cruises things, right? And then you're then you're investing into your into your savings, and everything just multiplies. But if you don't have this in place, you're never going to do it. And then you think, oh, it's too late for me to start now because I'm 70 in five years or 70 10 years ago. There's someone to start for. If it's you, great. If it's your family, great. If it's your future generations, great. So I know this is a little bit of a different episode today, but for me, I always look back for five years, five years ago, and I'd had a lot of success. I'd had money, but if I had not put these things into place, I wouldn't have any money. I'd have spent it all. I live in Dubai for for flip's sake. I live in a place where there is no limit to the amount of money you can spend. I took my mum and dad out to a restaurant. It's called Nobu, uh, and I'd never been, but I'd heard great things. And I got into the restaurant. There was no aspect. So, like, what I mean by that is, um, like, uh, and there's no aspect. So there's no view, right? It was just, it was nice. It was nice interior. It kind of looked cool. It's one of those restaurants that's super dark, and you can't see a menu unless you put your torch on your phone. The there was no tablecloth on the on the on the on the on the on the table. The seats were like wooden, really uncomfortable. No like cushions or anything. The service was okay, not that great. The menu was super, super, super confusing. Uh, it was me, Svetlana, my mum, my dad, and Svetlana's aunt, Lida, my aunt as well, right? So Svetlana and my, my aunt. Uh, there's just five of us. I don't drink. Svetlana drinks a little bit, but we didn't really drink any alcohol or whatever. And I think it was £600, which is like, what, uh, nearly $900 for five people, which, in my opinion, is ridiculous ridiculous is ridiculous but the whole idea is i would feel sick and i would worry about that money if i if i didn't have this process in place for myself because now i'm not because i know this is just one of the ways i treat my family if i was doing this every single day it would be a problem but i'm not it's a re- it's a reward if i get used to, if i make the decisions of i'm going to eat out in, in restaurants three times a week like, that is a decision which I'll probably regret financially, right? But the aim of the game is, when starting, is what's the ways that I can reduce my financial stress fast? And then long-term, how can I get excited about staying hungry to earn more in my network marketing business, to be able to then accelerate my, my unexpected fund, to accelerate my paying off of debt, to accelerate my, um, my savings lifestyle fund? And then long term, once you feel a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more sh- less stress, then how am I going to stay hungry and excited about investing more in the, in, 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 the, in the stock market or property or crypto or whatever is your thing? I would say that if I was to ask a thousand top earners in the network marketing industry, let's say a thousand people who are making more than six figures, right? So more than $100,000. How often do you invest in the stock market? I would say the majority of them would say, I don't. 
and that's a problem. In my opinion, that's a big problem. And Eric, Eric Wari recently reached out to me and he said, and he started a group on Telegram for a few of us. There's about 20 of us in originally, and now I think there's about 100. Um, I think it's reserved for like people who are making seven figures, I, I think. I, I don't know for sure. Um, but he basically said, he said, metal marketers have some of the best cash flow in, in the game, like in, in the world. It's one of the greatest careers for incredible cash flow, yet we aren't, we aren't and we're nowhere near the wealthiest people in the world. And it's my belief that because when we earn it, we spend it. We have the vision board. As soon as we can afford the things on the vision board, we buy it. When in reality, the things that you buy behind the scenes that no one can see, those are the most, those are the most rewarding things you'll ever buy. Take your trip on holiday. You're only going to see that. Unless you document it on social media, you're only going to see that. It'll be one of the best things you ever buy. You invest in Apple stock. 20 years ago no one's seeing it no one knows you've got it but it's one of the best things you'll ever buy no one will see the heart of your partner but it's one of the best things that you'll invest in invest in meaning you're going on meals out you're experiencing things you're getting to know each other you invested time so that's the lesson for today if you got value from this podcast episode, if you got value from this this uh, this YouTube video, please take a screenshot of what's on your device right now. If you're if it's the YouTube video, take a screenshot. If it's the YouTube, you'll probably see the, the artwork of the podcast. Take a screenshot, post that onto your Instagram stories. Tag me at Fraser Brooks Online, uh, and obviously I'll be able to communicate with each and every single one of you who tags me. I'll show you some love, some appreciation, some gratitude, and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Hope you got value from this. Hope you enjoyed this. And I'll see you again real soon. All right, guys. Big love. Bye-bye.